Hey guys, welcome to Journey Podcast. I'm your host Smita Kanturi. You're going to hear a new segment in Journey Podcast as Coach It Forward. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello everybody. I have Dan Dean with me today. He is an expert relationship coach. He helps in in this field since 2010 and started his own online coaching business this year. He helps couples transform their marriage from conflicted to connected by giving them tools to improve their communications and get onto the same page together. Thank you for being here Dan and welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you. And please start telling us like is there any background story for you to start this kind of coaching uh, just a year back though you are in this field for about like what 10 years but yeah, you started like- this coaching now. Why why is that now? Yeah, just like you said, I've been in the field since 2010. Initially, I went to to school to study psychology, so it's very broad, and then I kind of narrowed it down going into the the helping field of counseling. I enjoy meeting with people one-on-one, talking about what's on their mind, what's of concern to them, and helping them to to reach goals or to, to solve issues. And as I started in 2010 in the counseling therapy field, I found that I really enjoy working with uh, couples. I had a very um, close, strong uh, family growing up. Uh, my, my parents had a very close, healthy relationship. So that was a great model for me. And it really became a, a passion and interest for me when I got into the counseling field. Um, so as I, I gained more experience in the counseling field, uh, I started in 2018 as a, a marriage and family therapist. Like when I graduated uh, with my master's degree in, in marriage and family therapy, I started working with uh, couples more and really enjoy just meeting uh, one-on-one with them, with, with the couple, and helping to uh, help the couple to feel closer, uh, again, to each other, strengthen that bond, strengthen that attachment between them both. Um, a lot of times, uh, couples can feel themselves drifting or distancing very slowly, and um, what I do as a therapist and now as a coach, I help to um, help couples to to strengthen that attachment and, and get closer together just emotionally, mentally, and physically. Um, this year in 2021, um, I really branched out on my own from being a marriage and family therapist in a practice um, to having my own online business where I can have a farther reach and then meets with more people rather than as a therapist seeing uh, couples just in my little hometown as a coach coach, I can see anyone um, anywhere, uh, essentially. And so I've been really enjoying um, being a coach and, and not focused so much on the, the clinical end of, of doing therapy, but I can more so uh, focus directly on a specific issue, a problem with, with couples to help them just to feel more emotionally, mentally uh, closer uh, to each other. That's very interesting. When you said that you were having that psychology degree and counseling therapy, you started it that way and mm-hmm. you got interested in couples, though you never saw, uh, you mentioned that your parents also have a married, a very uh, successful marriage, though mm-hmm. you never saw in your childhood or like around you that couples are like having these kind of problems. Why mm-hmm. did this thought came in for you to help couples in specific? Um, when I was starting my, my career in the, the counseling field, I would see a lot of different types of people, um, kids, uh, younger adults, older adults, I would see families or couples, and I, as a counselor, you see whoever comes through your door, and when I would see uh, couples or meet with couples 
or even going through graduate school and, and working with, with couples um, and learning about couples therapy, that just really sparked with me. That just really uh, became a, a deep interest and passion uh, for me. And I think probably the foundation of that is growing up like with my parents and seeing how, how close they were and seeing that they're, they're imperfect as well. They would get in, into fights. I would see how they would resolve issues together or how they would disagree or argue because every couple has disagreements or arguments, but can you do that well uh, together? So I'd see couples uh, from 2010 up until 2018 until I decided to do this uh, fully um, as my specific niche, um, I would see how couples would uh, kind of distance from each other, disconnect from each other, and then what happened from the disconnection back to being connected again. And that was an incredible transformation that, uh, that I saw. So as I practiced more of it, I got more exposure to it, I, I dove all in uh, to um, only seeing uh, couples. So in your introduction, when I read, uh, I read something like, you give them tools to help themselves. What, what kind of a tools are they? Yeah, these are different tools to mentally connect with each other or emotionally uh, connect. Um, sometimes two spouses are not on the same page with each other. They might try to connect or try to get on the same page, but they just, they keep missing each other. And so as a result, people can get uh, confused or frustrated and it can cause more uh, distancing. So some tools that, that I do or work with, with couples are, are giving them little communication tools to, to get back on the same page uh, with each other. So one of them might be what, what I hear you saying is blank, and then you fill in the blank of what you hear your spouse saying. And then your spouse can clarify and say, yes, that's what I mean, or no, what I actually mean is this. And so when you're on the same page with each other mentally, you're able to have just more clear understanding or comprehension and clarity um, uh, just through what you're saying in conversation with each other. So that's how you mentally get on the same page. As far as emotionally getting on the same page, um, couples need to sympathize and empathize with each other. Because sometimes uh, my wife might not know what I'm going through emotionally or vice versa. So we really need to be very transparent and clear with each other about what our emotional experience is. So if I say, when you said this, I felt this, that helps my spouse to know what I'm going through emotionally right now. And then she can feel with me or have that empathy. And that's something that I've done with couples for a long time too. When you build understanding, build empathy, it helps strengthen that, that connection. And, and as a result, it re resolve issues or prevent future issues um, from happening as well. Being a coach are working in this industry for like more than a decade now. These yes. days, is becoming like a normal thing. Everybody, I mean, even the slightest uh, disturbance between them, they're just straight going for the divorce. Being in this field, you might have seen like different uh, varieties of problems that they are coming in. What is the most often or like the common thing that you found and it is very easy to solve? Uh, something that I hear a lot from couples as they come in, they say, we're just, we're having communication issues. We're not on the same page. He doesn't get me. She doesn't get me. I'm, I'm saying the same thing over and over and she's not getting it. He's not getting it. Um, 
and that's probably the most common uh, phrase or questions that I get um, that, that comes in when they first come in the door, either for, for therapy or, or for coaching. And so we really dive in and, and zoom in on what's going on between them, what's the interactions, what causes the escalation or the arguments in the first place. And when there's a, a first kind of activating event, what gets me upset, what gets uh, him or her upset, and how do we start this um, escalation of, of argument? So we really dive in and zoom in on that. What's happening between you right now? When he said that, what happened to you just now? And we kind of go back and forth, kind of play by play. And that helps them understand their interactions with each other, how they affect one another. And then through coaching or through, uh, through coaching, we remove that old way of interaction and we replace it with a new way of, a, of interaction. Sometimes you might have a scenario like though you're trying to help them, they don't want to get together. Mm-hmm. Are there any such scenarios that you felt like, yes, though we are trying our part, they are not really like understanding that they are not, they don't want to be with each other or whatever. It is definitely going to be a diverse kind of a situation. Was there any such scenarios example for you that you have seen in your life? And what, what do you think that it is failing in their uh, part that they are not mm-hmm. able to work it out with each other? Yeah, yeah, it has happened where I've seen a couple that's come in where, where one spouse kind of has a foot out the door, so to speak. They're starting to lean out of the marriage and the other spouse is really, uh, really leaning in, really wanting to save the marriage or salvage the marriage. And I've seen both scenarios where um, where the spouse is saying, I, I see I see your efforts here. I see you're wanting to, to work on things uh, between us um, and I'm willing to give it a try. And I've seen the opposite where, where one person's leaning out and then the other person's trying to save the marriage. And it's, it, it's come to a place where it's gone too far if there has been emotional, physical, or mental abuse in the relationship, if there's been affairs that, that have happened and you can't return from that, or if there's constant um, like, like addictions, if the person won't stop using um, then that, that leads to divorce as well. So I've seen both scenarios where if, if both spouses are wanting um, to put the work in or, and are being committed to the relationship, then it can be salvaged and, and restored and healed. But I've also seen where, where both spouses through therapy with, with me, they've come to the decision together, like we're, we're too far gone, too far past. Um, a, B, and C has happened for too long. And we're both uh, deciding and agreeing together to move uh, towards divorce. Sometimes though they have one leg out and they wanted to go out. But mm-hmm. as you said, like the other spouse is holding it on. If the intentions of holding it on is not really good, and if you understand that the other person, though they are holding it, the intention behind holding is not the uh, not the good thing that they are holding. If you realize it, how would you approach that kind of a scenario? If I'm in a, a scenario with a couple where one's leaning in, uh, one's leaning out, there are specific questions that I ask for for to each um, couple. I ask specific questions to the leaning in spouse and saying, why are you wanting uh, to to save this marriage? Can you understand why your spouse is wanting uh, to leave? What do you think your your spouse is needing from you uh, right now? Um, To the leaning out spouse, uh, I may ask like, what what puts divorce on the table 
uh, for you. Um, if they have children, I might ask, do your children have any influence on the decision to divorce? Because sometimes uh, parents may want to stay together to, to keep the family together or to, um, to, to work out the relationship for the sake of the marriage and the, and the family with their children too. Um, there's some challenging questions such as, uh, what is your certainty that your spouse can't change? Um, because if, if they're feeling like their spouse is, they're, they're divorcing their spouse because of what they've done, do they have 100% uh, certainty that their spouse can't change or do they feel that their spouse can change for the sake of um, restoring the marriage? So in a, in a situation like that, I, I, I go through um, a lot of different specific questions uh, for, for each spouse to help them decide together with confidence and clarity about the, the direction of their, their relationship. When you said do you uh, ask them about the children involvement in, in the decision, mm -hmm. have you ever got a chance or like have you ever dealt with kids directly asking them like what is happening to them when their parents are having this kind of, it, not, it might not be a fight as such in front of their uh, mm -hmm. parents, but they do understand something is going on between their parents just in case if that is happening. Have you ever dealt with kids directly asking them like what do they think about what's happening? Um, I haven't uh, dealt with the, the children directly. When I'm meeting with a couple uh, for the, the purpose of deciding whether to stay together or get divorced, it's with the couple only. Um, it hasn't been in a, in a family therapy um, since. Uh, I've, I've met with families in, in the past and I've had a kind of one-on-one -on -one times with the kids and uh, kind of get a sense from them, like what, how are you feeling about what's happening in your home? How are you feeling about your, your parents' uh, relationship together? So I, I think, I very much think that getting the um, children's uh, opinions or feelings about their parents' relationship is important. Um, but uh, for, for your question, I, I have not asked um, any, any children about how they're feeling about their parents possibly getting divorced. Just in case when you're uh, talking to the parents and you understood that parents might have an abusive nature talking to each other, as you are mentioning, it might be physical abuse as well, mentally, verbally, whatever. When you understand it is going far beyond where you can pitch in and repair their relationship and you understand they do have kids, what are you actually obligated to, to help the kids to come out of that kind of a situation? Though these two are trying to patch up their marriage, but they're still having these kind of fights or whatever, these emotional traumas going on in front of the kids. How do you handle that to help the kids at least in that situation? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a very uh, specific question to, to ask uh, to, uh, to the, the couple. Um, about how what's what influence the kids have on their decision to divorce or or not, um, if there is like active abuse like happening in the home with the children around, um, that goes kind of to a deeper level of uh, getting like Department of Children and Families involved. Um, if there's abuse like in or violence in, in front of the kids, um, that type of situation I have not had any exposure to, thankfully, um, but. If parents are admitting to me, yes, there, there is uh, uh, domestic violence or physical violence in the home in front of the children, then it goes, it goes to that level of, of um, contacting or breaking confidentiality and um, contacting department and children and families. 
what is your, I mean, though, not is though, you were working with these people past 10 years. What mm -hmm. do you think is the toughest case that you have ever dealt with? The toughest case we're dealt with, as far as with uh, with couples. Yep. Oh wow, it's a great question. Um, I got a couple a couple of couples um, in mind uh, to me, like because one there was one uh, couple where it was basically one one session where. Um, and, and this is the big part about therapy or about coaching is that for it to be successful, both spouses need to be committed to wanting to work on their relationship and to strengthen um, the relationship again. And so one couple came in where uh, the, the wife is really wanting to work on the relationship. Husband's uh, very mad, very angry. Even during my initial uh, intake assessment, he would get really angry by what she was saying he would stand up and like kind of pace around the office really angrily um he's saying i don't i don't want to do this i don't want to be here and it was just the, the initial intake i'm just getting to know them and asking questions um and so he had a lot of uh, anger management issues so for that type of a case he was i referred him to an individual therapist to do individual therapy to work on anger for himself and sometimes it happens in, in couples therapy where there's a, a deeper issue going on for one of the spouses that they need to resolve first before coming back for couples coaching um uh, sometimes that individual issue is is kind of getting in the way of the progress of the, the couples um coaching and i've seen that in other couples too uh, that i've seen where there's a deeper issue going on for one of the spouses that they need to go get taken care of first before coming back for for couples work. And it was it was a one session. Um, we we barely made it to the end of the session, but it was one session, and then he I referred him to a individual therapist. Have you ever needed therapy? I mean, listening to all these stories, coaching them, or like yeah, taking uh, their painful journeys into your mind and how to work with them. Have you ever needed therapy, or how do you cope with that? Do they have any impacts on your relationships day to day? Yeah, uh, the, the the practice that, that I was in it was a group practice, so we would meet with each other, kind of collaborate with each other, or give each other um, kind of encouragement or, or tips or advice. Um, I I'm a relationship coach now, so I collaborate with other um, other coaches. And we, we kind of bounce ideas off of each other or help one another. But having my own um, kind of uh, personal network or like my, my own family, my own friends, uh, confiding in my wife as well for emotional and mental support, that helps me kind of keep me refueled or keep my cup full, so to speak, so I can continue doing the work um, that I that I need to do. So I think it's it's very important to have great people around you that have similar thought process that, that you do or doing similar work that you're doing. Um, and because we're, we're all human, we're all imperfect, we all need to fill our cups um, sometimes. So um, yeah, I think it's, it's very important. Have you ever dealt with any couple where one person is actually a friend of you, like closer to you or a relative, something like that, and you are dealing with them? 
were you ever biased with what they are talking when they come to your therapy because you already know one person and you know their story from their end so how do you deal with that yeah um yeah that's a, a ethical issue um so thankfully i have never uh, met with um close family or friends um i wouldn't i wouldn't agree to meet with anyone that i know outside of the of the coaching office or the therapy office um just just ethically i, I wouldn't be able to do that because of the, the therapist client uh relationship and no no coach or therapist um shouldn't do that either oh okay even if the other person is insisting like yeah we need help and you being mm -hmm. the person why don't you help us even if that is like a friendly request or something you are not going to have an actual therapy session instead you can talk to them as a normal person as a normal oh i see i see um um i i will I've had people come to me, I don't know, friends or, or family come to me if they're distressed about something or just wanting a, a listening ear, so to speak. And I'll, I'll be there for them because I'll um, be, be encouraging and sympathetic and empathetic. I am not going to go full into the therapy with them, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll be there for them. I'll listen to them if they want any kind of advice. I'll give that just like as a, as a friend. But I'm I'm not fully using my my clinical or or coaching skills wow. uh, with them because that that's a service that I provide that's I mean I get compensated for, but um, someone who who trusts me or wants to confide in me I'm I very happy to uh, meet with them and talk with them. If somebody is browsing through they they really want to help uh, they really want help from you or like from anybody like a therapist they're browsing through, your name pops up with 10 other people. If they just talk to you to understand, like, why do they need to pick you? What is your specialization compared to the other 10 people that are available in the market? Yeah. A little cheaper, what, what would you say? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so I'm a relationship coach. I'm, I'm trained in something called emotionally focused therapy, where I really focus in on the, the emotional connection, the mental connection um, between the spouses. Um, like I said, I kind of see what's going on, what the interaction is between the, the couple, uh, find out what's not working, remove the old ways of interaction and replace it with a new way um, of interaction. So really dive in uh, to the emotional and mental needs of, of each uh, spouse. Um, a lot of times when couples come in to see me, they're, they're pretty uh, escalated, they're pretty upset. So in the beginning, we, we work to de-escalate the couple and get them to a, a calm and, and kinder place where they feel they can, um, they can really be open and vulnerable with each other to express their, their fears to each other, what their needs are, their longings are, and it's really emotionally focused. It goes into what our, our deep attachment needs are. We learned those when we were growing up as kids. Um, we learned with our with our parents or our guardians who raised us. We learned um, how to trust uh, somebody. We learned um, how we can go to somebody if, if we're needing them. And the same applies when we uh, get married. We want to know I I want to be able to go to you when I need you, and I want you to feel safe enough to come to me when you need to come to me. So it goes in a this type of coaching goes on a very deep level as far as uh, emotional mental needs getting on the same page with each other and in, in communication 
building understanding and empathy. Um, so it, it, it really, it helps resolve like individual um, issues and concerns as well as the relational and relationship um, concerns. And it brings the couple to a place where the relationship can heal itself. If you start to feel kind of rocky again, and the relationship is starting to feel kind of distant with this coaching that I go through with them, the relationship is then able to, to heal itself or reconnect if they're starting to feel um, kind of that, that distancing again. Let's say for example, in a scenario that you were treating couple and uh, after a couple of sessions, you understood they both are really good with each other if there are no external factors that are influencing them. Most of the times a couple will ha always have the external factors that could be like relatives, friends, or even their own parents. For friends, you can easily say like, yeah, man, stay out of them or like, yeah, whatever that message is to really keep them out, not to get influenced. But if it is relatives also, we can say like, yeah, keep some distance, don't meet them often. But if it is parents who are living with them, that cannot be done really well because you can't ask them like, yeah, leave your parent and walk out to make your relationship work. So for such kind of people are such kind of a scenarios, what would be your suggestion to deal with the parents and the spouses together? If, if the, you're saying like, if the um, parents are really wanting to keep the, keep the spouses close by or not wanting them to leave. If the parents are the reason why couples are fighting. Oh, like if, if the parents are the reason why. Yeah. Um, this is something as, as adults, as uh, responsible um, married couple uh, together, you, you both need to resolve together. How, how are we going to deal with, with my parents, with, with your parents? Um, how are we going to draw boundaries together um, with our relationship with my parents, the relationship with your parents? This is something that needs to be decided um, together. And then the, the, the husband having that open conversation with his parents and then the wife having the conversation with, with her parents as, as well. Um, now that we have left the home and moved out, we're a married couple together. We're creating our, our lives together. And of course, this, this goes by um, every, every culture is different in how they how they approach this or how they, they, they deal with it. But as a as a married couple, you need to make that that first foundation decision together. How much are we going to be involved with my parents, with your parents? Um, come with that decision together, and then um, and go from there. Success mean success. Success is really achieving over and over again your goals, um, continually uh, setting goals and achieving them and doing so with um, kind of a heart of, of gratitude and, and thankfulness, um, being thankful, being grateful when I set a goal and I achieve a goal and then continuing to, to grow. We don't, we don't hit a ceiling and then uh, stop or be stagnant where we're continually learning and growing um, and in, in any way, whatever type of goal that you want to set and for with, with couples, um, that, that I help with, with them, they're always wanting to grow in, in some way, like seeing where they are now as a couple and where they're wanting to be, and then continually working towards that goal. So there's the individual success, but also the, the couple's, um, success as well. When you're talking about the goals, what is your next goal closer and what is your bigger goal? going in uh, for for me mm -hmm. um yes yeah, so i'm wanting to to expand my uh business like i said i started this year 
And I love the idea of um, uh, meeting anyone from anywhere. Like I, I live in Florida on the East Coast. Um, I can see someone uh, in, in Arizona and in California and in, in Michigan, where, wherever I could potentially see someone in, in the UK or Asia. Um, so I love the idea of being able to help anyone, anywhere. Um, I want to be known as a relationship coach, relationship expert. If it's not just through meeting online like this, I, um, I would love to go and do like speaking events, speaking engagements, travel all over the world. Uh, my family and I love to travel anyway. So if I could travel with my family and do like speaking events, I, I'd love to do that. Um, want to write, write books on on uh, relationships and marriages and being a good husband as a husband myself. Um, I want to uh, practice what I preach, but just um, try to get out in, in any way uh, helping relationships and strengthening uh, relationships um, within couples. Because I would know in, in the US, the, the divorce rate is above 50%. So if I can help bring down that percentage uh, a little bit, I think that's definitely a a life goal of mine. Awesome, awesome. That's really awesome. I have heard people that are divorced are, are singles. There are couple therapists. Mm -hmm. So is it really possible for you being a, as a single or a divorcee to actually teach the couple? If, if someone is uh, divorced? Yes, because when they were talking, I heard them telling like, yeah, people laugh at us when we say like, yeah, we are relationship coach because we ourselves were not able to keep our own relationship. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and someone knows, uh, knows the skills that they have the training, if maybe if they've uh, been to school for relationship um, counseling or relationship therapy, um, if they have the, the credentials or the knowledge uh, to do the service. Um, certainly they would be qualified uh, for that. And that, um, that can apply for uh, you know, a lot of other professions as well. But um, everyone's story is different. Everyone's life situation is different. But that if you love a profession, if you have the, the skills or the, the validity, the reliability to, um, to give that skill or provide that service, uh, that's a passion of yours. I'm definitely say to go for it. Okay, thank you for tuning in. And you can find me on all the socials at Smitha Gunturi and the show notes for any resources mentioned. See you next week. Take care.